now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'll be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so uh, it's time to talk about uh, something that we can all relate to, and that is our weight. Not our weight and balance for our aircraft, but how much we weigh and uh, how we take care of ourselves because it has come to the forefront once again on a couple different levels. First off, there's the Air Force who has uh, relaxed their requirements for what? Induct, uh, yeah, to, if you want to sign up to be a... An Air Force uh, military member, you, you can now be fatter? Is that the deal, Dennis, or what? In summary, yes. Uh, they, yeah. they are relaxing the standards and allowing a recruit to have up to 26% body fat compared to the previous 20%. Okay. So so when you, you say know, relax, you mean like uh, letting the belt expand one notch uh, bigger or what? Yeah, what pretty think? much. I mean, in the the article <laughs> really spells it out well and really kind of it lends itself to a lot of jokes here. But it says, we realize the youth of today lead a more sedentary lifestyle than past generations. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to say is we're lazy and we sit in front of computers and TVs. I identify with that. So yeah. maybe there's a chance I can get back into the Air Force now, yeah. right? And we're not supposed to use the word <laughs> fat. That's not politically no, no, no. Uh, correct. Husky is what they used on me well, back in the day. <laughs> that was the term that was used to for me to, in fact, I think there was even a line of pants that were husky sized. Right. What happened to that? You now know? it's relaxed fit. Is that what it is? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, it's... I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, but then again, you know, maybe you can, you know, put on an extra pound or two and you're still not in that bad of shape. Uh, 26% isn't crazy fat or I'm husky, <laughs> is it? I, I don't believe so. Uh, you yeah. know, the fact is, though, they're still not relaxing the stand, the physical fitness standard. So mm-hmm. you still are going to have to meet the three mile run requirement and you know other measurements of physical fitness. So you can carry a little extra weight, and you know, as long as you can still make those times and aren't dying passing the finish line, uh, I guess you can keep your slot. Is well, what they're saying. Uh, okay, uh, I would think less is more in that regard. Uh, so you'd probably be better off just trying to figure out a way to shed the pounds to make it easier to achieve those. Well, those that's missions. a lot easier said than done. What? As I, I've been fighting this problem since I was in the military. I was always treading the line, uh, you know, on what was acceptable. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I, I definitely can't, couldn't make it in the Marine Corps. I mean, I, w- I recently saw my nephew graduate from Marine Corps Basic, and they were defining their ideal Marine is 180 pounds and six foot. You know, that they have a mold, and they right. literally keep them to that. And those guys are fit and trim, and God bless them. But I could never be a Marine. There's well, just no way. You know, our excuse is we're two old farts. So we have, this we, we don't have to uh, go uh, by the body fat uh, count. Because it doesn't really matter. So I'm just going to fall back on the age thing. And and I'm going to say, you know, salads are what my meat eats. Okay. Things like that. Good point. 
But, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, they're trying to increase the uh, numbers and uh, by making the pie bigger from them to pull from. Well, it's recruit. funny you should use the term pie. Yeah, it was Because that might also be contributing to the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. But, you know, I, you know, teach his own as far as whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't really know. I'm not necessarily taking a side in that regard. But it's the way uh, things are at uh, at this particular you know moment in time. And it kind of ties into this other story I saw about the, the lady who's complaining about the airline seats from the commercial carriers. And she started uh, like a change.org petition and saying that, hey. You know, uh, fat people deserve more space on the airplanes and that the airline should just uh, take care of us and give us more space or an extra large seat because we need it. And you see the, you know, pictures of her on TikTok or whatever it is. And and I'm like, that is the nightmare scenario for someone like me and probably even you, too. I mean, come on. Yeah, you, you, you sit down in your in your chair, your economy seat, especially. And uh, lo and behold, the person next to you could easily fill up two seats. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be torture. And, uh, you know, I mean, who do you blame? I don't blame the airline for that. Do you? No, it's not the airline's fault. The seats have been the same size. I mean, the only thing that they've been able to shrink is the distance between the seat back in front of you. So mm-hmm. there's, you know, they can cram extra rows in, but the width is really dictated by the size of the airplane. And the 737s had the same fuselage tubes since they came out in the 60s. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that part hasn't changed, but obviously the U.S. average U.S. person has changed. I mean, I remember when I started flight training, the FAA considered a standard person is 170 pounds. And now they've revised the numbers to upwards of like 190 pounds and give you a few extra pounds credit in the winter for additional clothing. So, right. But I, I don't know what she expects. Uh, you know, you're getting on a wide body jet. I get it. But that doesn't mean it has to accommodate all wide bodies. Right? Correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and it, you know, this is a little bit of a personal accountability. If you are a bigger person, then maybe you should think that, you maybe need to either buy a first-class seat or you need to pay for an additional seat so that you're not winding up getting the uh, the aisle seat and your husband, who's also the same size, has got the window seat, and then someone like me comes along and has to sit in the middle seat. That's not going to work. Right. Yeah, and I don't want to be insensitive uh, to people that have weight issues. Uh, I really don't. I've been there, done that back in the day. I was a heavy uh, kid all through high school. So I know it's torture and it's tough to shed the pounds. But here's the slippery uh, slope. You go down if you start accommodating uh, people that uh, are, are much heavier than your average size that these seats can accommodate. And that is what happens to the skinny people? <laughs> it's like, do they get any credit? And that's one of the arguments I heard from, you know, one of the talking heads on TV about this. They were saying, well, look, you know, I'm about a third of what, uh, you know, your average, you know, body type is. Uh, I should get extra, you know, uh, you know, uh, space for my carry on luggage or something. I should get credit for not having uh, as much weight or taking up as much space. And, well, I don't want to give the airlines any ideas, but maybe they're going to charge by the pound just well, like a exactly. you know, freight carrier. <laughs> and and so. that's the slippery slope I'm talking about, because if you open up this can of worms and you tell 
the airlines to do this and they accommodate it, what, why, what would keep them for like, hey, look, we're just going to set a new rule. You're going to be uh, charged uh, on the poundage that you add to the plane. This has been discussed before and uh, it may happen eventually, but, you know, so far we've been fortunate enough to start, you know, keep that one at bay. But I got a bad feeling this could end up, uh, you know, opening up that Pandora's box when it comes to charging by the pound or something. What do you think, Dennis? Uh, we don't want to give the low-cost carriers any other uh, additional criteria that they could use. Because right now they figured out we can charge you extra for the overhead. We can charge you for the underneath. Yeah. We can charge you for the sodas and the waters. So if you give them an opportunity, hey, we can charge you by the weight. Uh, they'll take it and yeah. run with it. I, I think uh, the only solution I see that makes the most logical sense is if someone is uh, having weight issues and they got to fly on an airplane, like you say, they have to you know cough up the bucks to fly business or first class to get a bigger seat on their own. And if not, I think the best thing they could you know expect from the airline is maybe a coupon for a diet program and that's kind of harsh is is that even the airline's responsibility (laughs) well no i mean but they could be an easily uh easy tie-in like hey look we can't really help you out but here's a coupon partnership with jenny craig (laughs) exactly uh you know uh we know maria osman at uh, weight watchers (laughs) or something and they have some tie-in that way which is pretty insensitive now i think about it but i don't know i mean uh it's like we can't accommodate everybody, you know, especially if it's something you have a little bit of control over. You can work on it a little. Or better yet, just buy your own airplane and problem solved, right? Absolutely. Go, G- go GA and you don't have these issues. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. The landing is your first impression. It's your it's your superhero handshake. We were all meant to fly. Spread your wings across the universe. This is the world's first radio show devoted to aviation and the aviation lifestyle. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest stuff we can come up with uh, that you may re- relate to as a, uh, you know, uh, someone who likes to fly a plane. So hopefully you don't have the problem with uh, your ass being too big for the seats like that gal. I mean, you know, I'd hate to see this actually take hold. And then they, you know, they they set up, uh, you know, these bins like before you get on the plane, like like you do for your carry on luggage. But it's for your butt. And uh, it would be awkward. But it's like, OK, each cheek has to fit in within this much space. And that would be it, I'll tell you what. Uh, Talk about make, de- degrading. It would be degrading, but it make for some great viral videos for people who didn't quite. Oh, no, look, see, I fit perfectly. And, of course, they're exploding out of it left and right. And and, I don't and know. what they don't see is the big red numbers over the top and people taking bets on how much they weigh when they sit down. Ah, yes. Turning into a whole guess your weight kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like yeah. the carnival. This is politically correct. Sure. Uh, anyway, uh, I, hopefully that is not a, a, a sign of things to come, but time will tell. And, well, uh, and the airlines will probably charge a, a fee if you don't want the weight being displayed on the scanner. Right. Yeah. It, it, there'll be, uh, you know, some incentives like, you know, if you reach this uh, goal before your flight, you book it at this time and you put in your weight. And then if you, you know, you, you lower your weight by the time you have to board, they give you a prize like a coupon or a signed autograph of what Billy Gardell, who just shed like a hundred pounds or something. Hundred fifty pounds, really? Actually. Oh, Mike yeah. for Mike and Molly. Look at that! Right. Look at him go. See, so <laughs> I don't know. Just and and if you do have to buy the second seat, it does come with a, a discount coupon for uh, Ozempic. Of course, it does. All right. So, so we can get all sorts of cross-marketing promotions in and milk this thing all day long. The well, airlines will love it. It's you one know, more revenue source. Uh, I'll be mildly entertained, but uh, but there, once again, is a reason why they shouldn't go down uh, this path. It, it, it is a very slippery slope. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about some more constructive things that you can do. Uh, with your airplane, maybe, or maybe one that's been decommissioned. Like, you know, Jimmy has the Elvis jet. He's turning it into an Airbnb or something, I don't know, or rolling uh, Elvis experience where you'll be able to stay in it for a while, and and that'll take a few months. He's working on that. There's another guy has a plane he turned into. Did he actually turn it into a hotel or what? 
Yeah, he bought the uh, front half of an old 737 and turned it into an Airbnb. Hmm. Um, he's still waiting to get it listed, but it's just very interesting. You know, he has basically the cockpit and maybe the first class section. It's that much of the airplane, but yeah. he's converted into a very neat, uh, unique little uh little home i guess you know okay. a guest room where is He's this got, where is it's this? In, in the uk all right all right but the the guy really uh kind of went out of the box on this one he's got it all set up that the cockpit of has got a flight simulator in there so you can you know obviously pretend you're flying it he cut an access through the floor to get into the baggage compartment and turn that into like a little little lounge it's got a double bed and bean bags down there and mm-hmm. then they've got a glass floor so you can actually see down into the, the that lower level room wow so it, it's really kind of clever um you know use of old stuff instead of just grinding it up and making it into beer cans why not make it into something kind of cool and living in an air park i kind of think that this might be a great way to add a guest house <laughs> that <laughs> would know? be why? pretty uh, novel better in a tree it, house it in the backyard yeah you know Get the front half of a 737 or something like that and turn it into a nice little guest room for people that come over. You know, when Greg comes down and wants to take flying lessons, you'd have a place to stay out back. Yeah. I Well, it sounds interesting, but I mean, how much do these things cost? I mean, well, they're not cheap to pick up something even that's been de- decommissioned, isn't it? Or is it? It, it can be. Uh, in his case, he bought the fuselage off of eBay for about $6,000. It was being used by a flight school for mechanic training. Okay. So he got that part cheap, and it spent another $18,000, I think it said in total, uh, converting it into a nice little living space. Hmm. Well, if you look at what it costs to build these days, you know, it's not out of line to build, you know, a two-bedroom, one-bath type of addition to your house. Uh, and it's going to be very weather tight since it's designed to handle pressure and rain right. and all that kind of stuff so interesting you know. well you know you see these uh, reports about people turning in uh, you know what what uh, luggage or i mean uh you know uh those big metal containers that you do on uh, oh, shipping containers yeah, yeah shipping and turning those into homes this is the same type of thing i guess right uh, probably a, a little bit more aesthetically pleasing than yeah. a shipping container. Well, right. So if they can do it with those, yeah, why not turn in, uh, you know, the hull of a plane like that? And how cool is it to retain, you know, the original boarding door? So you, you know, turn the big lever and the door slides out. You know, you could probably put the slide on there if you wanted, or add mm-hmm. a add a set of stairs and have. You got a built-in oxygen bar. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, you know. You could rig up a little oxygen concentrator and, right. you know, just have the hoses go into it. You wouldn't have to have air bottles and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is there any, uh, I guess you got to just figure out your HOA restrictions. Yeah, that's probably the biggest is the county zoning. I mean, y- you probably have the same problems in Orlando that we do, that if you put a shed, which this is probably would be considered something similar to a shed, you're going to have to meet permitting requirements because well, you don't want a hurricane to go and blow it away. Well, true. Right? But in your case, you live uh, in an air park, so it would just count as an airplane, wouldn't it? Even if it's uh, just a part of one? I I think that it would kind of lose the fact that it doesn't have any wings on it anymore. I'll um, leave the wings on, and then you're then, covered. Yeah, it takes up a little bit more of the yard, though. Yeah, well, you, you leave the wings on at least one side of the plane, and then there you, you uh, build a pool under it, and then you have that as your, you know. <laughs> well, that, that's been done. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of unique. This guy actually took the one of the engine cowls, though, and turned it into a hot tub. So he's on that. Wow. You know, you guys are on the same page. Yeah, see? Uh, you know, uh, strange minds think alike. 
Yeah. Twisted minds. Yeah. Or aviation minds. Yeah, I love the I love the way they're uh, thinking though. That I think it's a thing. I it would be one of those things you want to mark off the list. Like if you're visiting a place that had an airplane hotel like that, why wouldn't you want to do that if you like you know like planes and you're a pilot, right? Well, I'm st- I'm starting much smaller. Uh, one of the purchases that I made at Sun and Fun was some new furniture for my hangar. Yeah, I bought a row of first class seats out of a DC nine with the, with the idea of putting them on some casters so that I can just you know roll them out to the front of the hangar when neighbors come over to hang out. We How got about a little. That? You know, you can have an Adirondack chair or here, have a seat in the first class lounge. Yeah. So it's two seats, right? A two seater? Yeah, it's two seaters with a, a big armrest between it and a cup holder that slides out the front. Mm-hmm. Might have to modify it. Uh, maybe put some USB chargers so you can charge your phone or put right. a couple of bigger cup holders in or something fun. But yeah, yeah I mean, it came out of an Alitalia airplane. And I think this is the great part is the seat belts are still there. So if we do start partaking of, of alcoholic beverages, we can strap in. It'll be on caster so you can roll it down the street. Yeah, um, take it to the neighbor's Put a motor the on the thing. Turn it into a go-kart, Dennis. What do you I'll think? Put a trailer hitch on it. Pull it behind oh, the Oh, that's cart. even better. Yes. Out on the runway when the planes aren't around. More coming up. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Uh, never flown before. Nothing to it. You sit back, be a bird. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so uh, we got some four-flight news uh, to at least uh, throw out there. And I don't know what it means exactly, but I think it's a good thing. What do you think, Dennis? Well, what's happened is ForeFlight actually acquired a company called Cloud Ahoy, which has been producing a flight debriefing tool. Uh, basically, you can take your flight logs after you're done flying, either out of ForeFlight or if you had a Stratus uh, receiver, and it would let your CFI kind of review your performance. You can take, if you're especially like if you're an instrument student, it would actually decode what inst- instrument approaches you're doing, what holds, and and try to kind of superimpose the the uh, instrument approaches and procedures on there so you can get a better assessment of 
Was I off course? Was I off glide slope? Uh, did I, you know, was my hold right? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, they're, they're acquiring this. And I'm hoping that they're going to merge the tool into the existing debriefing tools that are available in ForeFlight. Um, but honestly, I think it's a boon for students and instructors and everyone because the more you can basically get that debrief and intelligence about how your training is, the better your training will become. You know, just going out and flying and, and repeating it over and over again. And you don't, sometimes you just don't learn from it. And this allows you to really do a deep analysis of how did I do on this particular lesson? What areas was I weak? And it'll help your instructor uh, make uh, better critiques and make you a better pilot. Mm-hmm. The more you know uh, about how you perform, the better you can uh, tweak it for future flights, right? Right. And also identifying your weaknesses, you know. If you if you just go out and keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you're not figuring out where was I weak, that's the area that you need to fix. Yeah. And this will help pull that out. If you see that you're constantly making an incorrect entry into the hold, or you're constantly chasing left or right, you know, hey, let's focus on figuring out what's the wind doing to me and addressing that. And it'll make you more stable. It'll provide you... You know, more consistent results, better training, better effectiveness, maybe maybe even lower the cost of training because you're not spending time redoing the same things over and over again, more yes. focused. Well, I, you know, it sounds very practical. I am a little concerned that it might uh, expose uh, what few flaws I have when I'm doing my flight training because usually I'm, 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 I'm pretty much perfect and uh, <laughs> I don't want anything second-guessing me on <laughs> Well, for the last six years, you've been absolutely perfect. Yes. You have not deviated Fall. one inch from that. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, uh, but you're not wrong. One of the new initiatives that, that Cloud Ahoy had recently announced was that they're also doing um, performance debriefing for flight departments. So you can track, if, so you, say you're flying a Learjet, and if you're using this Cloud Ahoy, the chief pilot can actually take a look at how you flew the jet that day. Did you come in stabilized approach? What were your speeds? All sorts of things like that. It's kind of a quality improvement program uh, for professional pilots as well. So, this so now is, they uh, won't just go by what you tell them. Like, oh, it went great. I was awesome. And then they look and they go, oh, you s- oh dang on it. Well, and the FAA is actually trying to push for more safety management systems and things like that to be put in place for charter operators, basically instituting more airline-like training and requirements. So this may be one tool available to them to help provide that easily. Right. I kid, but, you know, it's going to make tougher. Big Brother's watching you. Yeah, it's going to make tougher for the people who are trying to skate by. Uh, so there you go. But yeah, this will be a good thing for for flight subscription folks, and they'll they'll come up with some kind of combo deal, I would imagine, at the bare minimum. So look out for that in the coming weeks. Uh, another big thing happened here, happening uh, in a couple weeks. The uh, well, where are the uh, host air adventure? Right, it's out there. Or well, where? it's not there. It's actually oh. a virtual event. EA oh, okay. is, is actually hosting their first Learn to Fly Week. So they're going to take the entire week of April 15th through the 20th, or sorry, May 15th through May 20th. Yeah. And what they're going to be doing is providing a week's worth of webinars covering all aspects of the process of becoming a pilot. Those sessions will be free of charge to anyone who wants to attend. 
Um, but you do have to be an EAA member if you want to catch the recordings of it. So if you if you don't catch them live, you need to be a member. Not a big deal. I, I encourage everybody to join EAA anyway, right? Because uh, they do a lot of good. But on May twentieth, uh, the last day of this week, they're going to be encouraging uh, people to come out to the airport with a big uh, Young Eagles event. Basically, they're calling it the Flying Start. And so you can watch a week worth of webinars, figure out what the process is to become a pilot, and then actually go out to the airport and actually go take that first flight. Hmm. That sounds pretty good. I mean, uh, if you go through the the webinars, do you get anything other than obviously some pretty great knowledge and and refresher type stuff, or are they giving you like you know some kind of certification or credit in that regard, or do we know? I, I don't believe that they're going to be doing like uh, ground school prep during the webinars, but I think they're going to be answering questions about what do I need to do? How do I get a medical? What's the process? You know, okay, so I get my private pilot license. Then what's the path to become a professional pilot? It'll probably be all sorts of seminars along that line. Yeah. Uh, what about how to fly into air venture? You think they're going to be covering that one or open it up for Q and A at all? No, but they'll uh, they'll probably tell you that you can download the notum off the EA website because it'll probably be out about then. Right, it, it'll be a little bit of uh, you know this is a separate event altogether. I see. I was thinking this was an in person thing, but it doesn't matter where you are on the planet; you could participate because it's all online, right? Yep, exactly. So if you're interested in becoming a pilot, go to EA's website. Register for those webinars now. They'll have the content available, letting you know what classes or what webinars are there. And check it out. Get your questions answered. And then go out to the local. If you're under 18, go to the local airport and get a free flight. There you go. EAA.org is the website. Now, speaking of Air Venture, uh, I mean, there's plenty more, you know, aviation events uh, coming up over the, you know, coming months. But that's probably going to be the next big one for you and I. Uh, at least you. Have you made your plans to get out to Oshkosh yet? Or you I haven't formalized them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've got lots of options. Uh, Allegiant has got nonstop flights from Punta Gorda to Oh, that's Appleton. no fun. No, you're right. It's not fun, but it's dirt cheap. And, you know, hey, uh, we've got friends up there. I can bring a tent. That might be an option. Yeah. Um, there's the Mooney. Flying in is obviously the best option. Right. But... That involves, you know, what, you know, cooperative weather, um, a sixteen hundred mile cross country flight, all of which would be a good excuse to get out and go. It so would be. What about you know, cost wise? I mean, to fly the Mooney back and forth, it's so efficient. It wouldn't be that bad price wise, would it? Um, it's fuel? about let's figure ten hours yeah. of flight time at ten gallons an hour. Okay, so you're looking at a hundred gallons of fuel mm-hmm. at five dollars a gallon, roughly. All right. Just for round numbers, because I like doing, don't like doing math in my head. So yeah. we're looking at $500 one way. Okay. So that's, so, but that's with the flexibility to fly any way you exactly. want. Exactly. Anytime what you I want. want, stop where I want. I could go take any, any route I want. I could go cut through Minneapolis if I wanted to go visit family. I could go. You don't to, have to rent a rental car once you get there, get transportation mm-hmm. to the site, you know? There's some other things to take yeah, into account but, there. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a $1,000 round trip for one pilot or two or three, because I could easily throw in, you know, a couple extra people could ride with, and there's no incremental cost. That starts to bring it down, Yeah, you know, 500 a person or 333 per person, depending, you know, if you get one, two or three people in the plane. Right. It starts to become efficient. But then when you start looking at Allegiant, if it's just me going up and I only want to spend a couple of days and I know the flight's 
It, I have fixed dates and it might be a hundred dollars each way, which I can't beat that number. And, but then I don't have the pleasure of flying my own airplane in either. Right. But you can take the bus. They, they have shuttle buses from Appleton to the event. So I wouldn't have to get a rental car. Ah, uh, decisions, decisions. I think you need to fly your plane. It's going to be way more fun, more satisfying. Isn't it, Dennis? Come on. That's what it's all about. It is. I've done it uh, at least five times. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now, for high-altitude jumps, you're going to need oxygen and stabilizers. Well, I must say, compared to your usual requests, jumping out of an airplane is pretty straightforward. And what about getting back into the plane? I'd recommend a good travel agent. Without it landing. Now, that's more like it, Mr. Wayne. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And uh, we're a little bit behind the curve, but which explains why, why I fell for an April Fool's joke uh, through one of the services that we uh, peruse for content of the show. A uh, little shout out to, uh, well, what is it again, Dennis? It's Aero News Network right. and their Prop Wash newsletter. So and, they, but just, just so our audience is clear, yeah, the, the April Fool's joke was not you getting your medical, which did occur during that time frame at Sunny Fun. That actually happened. That was not a joke. Well, But I'm sure kinda, there's a few people that were checking their watches and looking at their calendars going, wait a minute, this aired April 1st. No, no uh, fooling. I got it. I got the paper right here, so we're we're good with that. But you know, uh, we you know we get their newsletter, their email newsletter here at headquarters, and uh, but sometimes we we don't keep up with it every every day. And sure enough, they put out a whole list of April Fools' jokes. And by the time I got to it, it was like a week or two later. And the first one, I was like, "Wow, that's pretty whacked." But you know. Being that uh, aviation enthusiasts do have that kind of whacked gene built in, I fell for this one, and the headline was eighth a let's see one eighth scale A three eighty offered as a sport plane, like a kit plane that you could get and t- and they get a picture of like an RC plane with a guy at the front and it's a one seater and I'm like they've created some one eighth size. Say uh, scale uh, A380 turned it into a kit plane that you could put together and, and fly to your heart's content. I mean, it looks kind of silly. I mean, the picture sold it to me, though. You saw this. What do you think? Well, I mean, can, they already got the subsonics, the single place jet with yeah. the small engine. I mean, you could. Why it's believable. You take and build something like that and put four radio, you know, RC turbojet engines underneath the wings, you know? Right. You yeah. Know? And hey, what an affordable way to build multi-engine turbine pilot and command time, right? Okay. 
There you go. And uh, once again, I, I, I fell for it for, you know, probably about a half an hour or so. And then I started, wait a minute. This is April 1st. What? And then you scroll down to the next one. And, and then it says Blue Angels and Thunderbirds to switch aircraft for Air Venture 2023. I'm like, okay, hold on a minute. And then I, I caught on. <laughs> but it gets better. I mean, uh, they do one about the Cirrus jets and their, you know, their parachutes. They got a pretty second parachute instead of just one. (laughs) Yeah. Two are better than one or a confederacy of affluent pilots to purchase, uh, Santa Monica Monica. airport. (laughs) And I was like, all right, this gets worse and worse or better and better. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing that though. I mean, there's enough money in California that if you could get enough real estate developers to just go and buy it from the city, which is what they want to do in the first place, but Mm -hmm. then to keep it open. Ha ha. Yeah. Right. That would be just the ultimate. Well, this is probably the most uh, believable one. Here's the headline. FAA embraces neo-pronouns for aircraft reference. And they go in about go on about talking about how they they they're trying to stay up with the latest lingo and get rid of uh, she shim and him and they and all that stuff and it just goes on and on down this rabbit hole and it's uh it's pretty funny it is pretty funny they put a lot of time in their April Fool's joke uh, uh newsletter release and then the I, probably the the best one and once again all of them are pretty believable. I mean, to a certain extent, new sustainable aviation fuel brand announced and a consortium of uh, comprising McDonald's, Burger King and Wendy's announced on April 1st (laughs) that had entered into a partnership with D.C. based uh, Adler Fuels to create a market uh, of a brand new fuel from biomass deriving from. Uh, fast food giants, collective greases, and unsold foodstuffs. And that part isn't that big of a stretch because that is actually the base materials for a lot of these sustainable aviation fuels. They're, right. they're being made, you know, the old biodiesel being made from grease. Well, it it's not that unbelievable. And McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, KFC, name your, name your joints, they make a lot of waste grease every week. They so definitely there do. There you go. Yeah. And, and uh, wouldn't you like your jet to smell of French fries? Why I not? Mean, come on. Yeah. Actually, you know, there were, I went to a boat show years ago, and they actually had an example of a boat that was powered on, you know, restaurant uh, used oil just like that. So it, it's actually real stuff. They they did go to quite a length to do their April Fool's joke jokes to make them just, uh, uh, you know, halfway believable. Like, and so if you weren't paying attention like me or, you know, looking at it a few days later— and you had already, you know, it escaped you that, uh, you know, April 1st was still out there playing games with us. You'd be uh, tempted to fall for that. You might just be a, the sucker they were looking for. But, boy, I'll tell you what, props to them and their prop wash for April Fool's Day because they really went all out. And <laughs> well, it got quite I, creative. I was about ready to bid on uh, one of the used airplanes that the Taliban is apparently yes. selling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, they, I thought we had too much time on our hands, <laughs> but they really uh, took it to another level. So, uh, you know, I like to recognize people that, you know, take, uh, you know, a bunch of time and waste it and then try to abuse the rest of the world with their nonsense. That's kind of what we do every week. We don't wait for April Fool's Day, <laughs> right? We are the fools. Okay. All right. We are the fools. There's a song there somewhere. But uh but yeah, you know, it's uh it's good stuff indeed. 
But yeah, as far as my third class medical, we did get a few comments. People thought that was an April Fool's joke. It is not. I actually have the paper in hand now. And uh, I, I do have a, a big trip and some travel I have to get over. And then as soon as I get done with that, it's time to jump back in the cockpit. We just got to find a plane to use. And the plan is to reach out to flight training professionals and see if we can uh, finagle a plane out of them. Uh, Keith has, has alluded to that he's open to discussions. He hasn't committed to anything yet. but I'm uh, sure he's willing to discuss anything. Right. Exactly. But, uh, Whether or not he will actually let you fly in his airplane ever again is another story. The question is, are we going to have this discussion on the air? We could have this negotiation right on the right on Just Plain Radio and get it on the record when we get him to say yes. We just got to have a carrot or something to you know put in front of him to convince him to say okay. It, it might lose a plane, but it might be worth it if we do this. Well, know. maybe you can sweeten it up. Tell him you'll bring your own instructor so he doesn't have to teach you. Well, there's that. I mean, because, yeah, he sure isn't going to want to volunteer that. No, effort. I'm pretty sure him and Ed washed their hands of you years ago. True. Because I think they were very happy when I got my CFI. Like, <laughs> he's all yours. Yeah. Well, I could tell him about this, uh, this new consortium of fast food restaurants that are allowing you to power your plane on uh, foodstuffs and their used grease. <laughs> He probably doesn't read that stuff, you think, Dennis? No, probably not. Yeah. See? So I got a few plans. They're usually bad ones, but we're 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 gonna have to come up with something uh to to work out a plan and uh you know, start flying an airplane again. And I I think it, it you know, the bottom line is I'm gonna come hell or high water, I'm gonna make it happen. All right. And I've said that for how long now? Uh eleven years. Okay. All right. And six months. Yeah. But, you know, nobody's counting. That doesn't make it any more uh, truthful, does it? No. Okay. Say, that's all that matters. So uh, once what? we get you into the plane, though, and right. actually get you flying again, mm-hmm. then I think all the naysayers are going to go, well, okay, we're, we yeah. might actually put some money down on this. This might actually happen. Yes. Yeah. What are the odds makers uh, putting uh, numbers on I don't on know. But I'm, I'm surprised they don't have something in Vegas. We'll yeah, have to look into they that. They probably do, but it's going to happen. You know, I got the hardest part done, which was that third-class medical uh, exemption. I got it, and I'm ready to rock. So, eh, two, three weeks, we'll be uh, hot and heavy in it. And you'll be welcome to track along accordingly and bet uh, the proper odds as you see fit. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 